All right, this thing I'm about to say, it sounds like something a, a wise, no-nonsense mama would tell a teen or a preteen. When you walk with trash, you end up smelling the same. Except mama didn't say it. That's a, a quote from author Anthony Licioni. I think that's right. Anyway, I can, I can say the name of famed motivational speaker Jim Rohn. He's a bit more uplifting when he says we are the average of the five people we spend the most time with. Now, I'm not talking about spouses here. That's a whole other conversation. And I'm certainly not advocating abandoning friends or family members. So what am I talking about? All right, stick around for the next six or seven minutes. I'm going to do my best to explain why community is essential for navigating a reboot. I'm Tracy Winchell, co-creator of the Reboots Podcast at RebootsPodcast.com. This is episode eight of Tracy's Tiny Reboots, series two, and we are celebrating 12 months of podcasting and interviewing more than two dozen people about their life and business reboots. During May, every day, we're sharing a lesson learned from our experience. Time to get personal here. I'm about to tell you why I don't do well with community. I'm an only child. I grew up with lots of friends and almost two dozen cousins who kept me from being too much of an isolationist. Still, my default position has almost always been um, that I want to be curled up in a corner with a great book. Or baseball. I'm more than a bit standoffish in crowds. I do fairly well one-on-one and one-on-two or three, but much more than that, and I get super uncomfortable. So, as a result, I have been a madam my do it for much of my adult life. It's only been during the past four or five years that I've experienced the importance of other humans as part of my spiritual growth and taking good care of myself. It's because I'm much tougher on myself than anyone else would ever be, including God. Thank you, my friend Chris Benjamin. I've figured out that without a safe place for people to love me and show grace, even as they speak truth to me, without that community, that safe landing place, I'm going to destroy myself from the inside out. And... I've asked most of the two dozen people who we've aired their stories on the Reboots podcast about how important their support team has been as they've navigated tragedy and heartache. I think the the story that most stands out in this regard is Jeff Stoltz. He explained that one of the first good decisions he made after deciding he didn't want to spend the rest of his life in and out of jail is that he needed to surround himself with safe people where he would be loved and accepted. He tells us that the first time he walked into a a church after that decision, he knew there was no God, so he wasn't buying into that, but he just knew he needed to find something to do to get away from the people he'd been hanging out with. So he walks into this church and he knew he was going to be judged. And he actually hoped so because he wanted to be sleeping on Sunday mornings, not surrounded by little widow women. Well, turns out Jeff grew to love these women and the people of this church. Jeff says the women never told him how his life was a mess. They never told him to cut his hair or shave his beard. They never told him how to dress. They never tried to change him. 
They just loved him. And he began to feel safe with them. And Jeff explains that's when he finally met God through them. All right, so let's talk about creating a safe community. My friend, Jesus' brother, Jeff, helps create safe communities wherever he goes. Jeff co-leads a motorcycle club called Broken Chains. It is the official bike club of Celebrate Recovery, and Jeff rides for Christ's sake. He doesn't force his faith on anyone. He offers to pray with people if they'd like, and he shares his story of redemption whenever and wherever asked. Now, right now, uh, Jeff could use some well wishes, and if you're the praying kind, some of those too. Jeff is in the middle of what he says is a winnable fight against cancer. You can follow Jeff and his story on Facebook and on Instagram. I know he would love to hear from you. All right, so you and community, you've caught me. I'm being intentionally vague about offering specific steps for how you can surround yourself with humans who will love you and how to back away from the toxic people in your life. The truth is I've rejected community for a a long time. I just happened to stumble onto it. Celebrate Recovery became a place for me to be anonymous, a place where people didn't wag their fingers at me and tell me what I was doing all wrong. I already knew a lot of that. There's no life hack or recipe for finding a safe place to heal and to grow and connect with human beings and God. I do plan to explore this topic quite a bit during the next several months at rebootspodcast.com as I write. And I'm wondering if we should start with a Benjamin P. Hardy story on Medium. It's called The 75-Year Harvard Study. This 75-Year Harvard Study shows how to have lifetime joy. He quotes Robert Waldinger, who is the the director of the Harvard Study of Adult Development, who explains the generational study this way. He says, good relationships keep us happier and healthier, period. I'm going to leave you with a quote from one of my favorite authors about why perhaps community is essential for navigating a life change. Viktor Frankl says, For success, like happiness, cannot be pursued. It must ensue, and it only does so as the unintended side effect of one's personal dedication to a cause greater than one's self or as the byproduct of one's surrender to a person other than one's self. Wow. All right, Thursday. We're going to take a quick look at why the questions we ask why the why questions we ask ourselves can help us successfully navigate a reboot or leave us in the ditch as we continue. Tracy's Tiny Reboots, Series 2, featuring 30 lessons learned from a year of podcasting about reboots. Until tomorrow, Deo Valente.